What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us this week from Move AI, Brian Boucher. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. We got a really great show today. As you can see, we got a new format here. We're bringing you more in 24. That's going to be our motto for the show. We're changing things up a bit. I know most of our audience is in audio. We're trying to go to video uh, a bit. So hopefully all the like new fangled tech and stuff that I got going is going to work okay. I got like a massive amount of stream decks in front of me and things, and I hope I programmed it right. But Stress uh, level's you know. a little bit higher this episode. A little bit. A little bit. I think we'll get the hang of it as we go through the year, you know. But um, changing things up, we're going to bring you design and, and MoGraph stuff as usual, but... We're also bringing in more tech talk, kind of like the good old days. We used to nerd out about video cards and uh, things a little more, and we kind of went that artist route, and uh, we're, we're trying to mix it up. You know, We're going to bring mm-hmm. stuff to you that uh, might interest you as a designer, even if it's not 100% design. It might be tech or computers or whatever. Um, of course, there's VR, AR, XR, AI, Unreal, Blender, Gaming. All that kind of stuff, but still, all the things, yeah. But this, this still the perspective the of the artist, generalist. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're we're gonna try it out. You know, let us know what you think. We're gonna do some more short form content as well online, like uh, TikTok and Instagram and things. We're also gonna have show clips and um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, um, if uh, if you haven't noticed, our sponsor is Otoy, and um, one of the reasons that we're able to provide this kind of content is our sponsor, Otoy. That's MoGraph's universal sponsor. You know who they are, the makers of Octane Render and the Render Network. A great friend of ours, Jules, who I believe had a baby. I mean, I'm sure by now. Uh, We're going to have him on the show uh, pretty soon. We, We haven't worked it out. I haven't seen much from Jules at all. I'm sure he's like... Uh, yeah, it is. yeah, with a new, <laughs> with a new kid. So we're going to, um, make sure we work that out. Cause we want to talk about some of the new stuff coming up, uh, with Otoy, with Octane Render, with the Render Network, all of that. So, um, Octane Render and the Render Network together, you can make beautiful renders and then you can render them quickly. Just, uh, go to Otoy.com. Make sure that you thank them for, helping to make our show possible they're huge Absolutely. huge help so uh before though before we we go to um the fun move ai stuff we are going to do a new version now of our week wrap up we used to do the week wrap yeah. up and talk about things like camp MoGraph and stuff and and we're kind of rebranding it a little bit into something we call headlines so the first thing that we're going to talk about today is um design and economics in 2024 because i think 2023 was kind of a tough year for everybody and i i'm hoping that 2024 is going to be better we got the the last year and a half we've had some things get a little bit better in the economy we've we've got gas going down unemployment below four percent we got inflation trending back down hopefully more and uh, the uh, uh, mortgage rates go down significantly, which is yeah. pretty yeah. nice. Not that I ever plan on getting rid of my two point two point two five percent APR, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm never changing this this house, man. Yeah, COVID house. Um, right? Yeah, and consumer confidence is back up in December. And here's the thing. We had a big scare last year, right? Especially at the beginning of the year. I remember, oh, there's going to be a recession. Everything's going to crash. All of this is going to happen. So what did people do? They went to tight budgets, of course, Yeah. right? It was really hard um, last year. We, we still managed to get great sponsors and things, but it was tight, and you could tell. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were worried because there were so many tech companies like doing massive layoffs. You had these big tech companies doing layoffs. So it's like I I, kind of see that as like people worry because that's the first line of layoffs, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you'll see if people follow if people don't follow. I mean, look at Facebook stock price from the beginning of last year all the way up to today. It's Mm -hmm. like quadrupled. You know, he's made all the money he lost trying to build the metaverse <laughs> well and whatever went down with there was some weird thing that happened remember facebook like everything crashed out and people yeah, couldn't even get in the doors and yeah yeah so uh but it never happened we never had the actual crash and and that's yeah. where i'm a little bit hopeful is that it was a scare which led to tight budgets which went to uh it, it trickled down right and all of a sudden yeah. designers especially contractors you know, are scared because they're like, where is everybody? My client hasn't called me in six months and then we usually do stuff all the time and I can't get any new clients. So um, there's a, I think there's a lot of difference between what we're hearing versus what economic statistics are saying. And, And it might be just that there's a delay. So again, more in 24, we're gonna, we're all hoping for more in 24, uh, hoping there's a design industry recovery economic growth um with like some of these creative innovations like ai tools you know uh-huh. uh there's so much coming down the pipe that i think not only will it get better but i think there's going to be more opportunities in other areas similar and that's why we're covering some of this too i think yeah. that people in our industry are maybe thinking about branching out a little bit you know so We'll keep an eye on those trends. Uh, what we are going to do, though, we're going to start doing a poll every week, and we're going to start this week. You can see our, our sample one here. We already started going on it. Um, and the poll is, do you think the economy will be better for designers in 2024? Now, if you're listening on the, the audio podcast, uh, we are eventually going to have this set up where you can easily go to a URL. If you're watching right now, you can scan the QR co- code and um, what we're going to do is check back in on the polls. Refresh it. You'll see. There's another. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, did you add one already? I did. Yeah, we'll we'll check back in on it like through uh, like an, like another point in the show. But every week we're going to check in on the poll uh, before the headlines. And we'll say last week, whatever. Right. Um, let me see if I if I refresh it right here. If it. Oh, it didn't refresh yet. <laughs> well, didn't you do it the other day? I think it probably did, just yeah, counted so you again. My IP address. Yeah. So so scan that QR code there. We'll come back to that and we'll follow up on it. Eventually, what I would like to do is do like a thing that says, uh, you know, mograph.com slash poll and it will go to the latest one or something yeah. like that. You know, Dryzen says uh, hashtag more in 24. That's what I'm talking about. We got to get this going. This is going to be our thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, the the next thing we were going to talk about is a little something that uh, you've been working on here recently, which is NES Maker. Yeah, so I'm 
I, I, I know I've talked a lot about the video game that I'm making, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I never really talked about the the program that I use. So what's what's really nice? Uh, I, I've been I'm really big into retro gaming. You know, I I found my wife's old NES. My wife I hooked it up, and I bought an old uh, or I I technically traded you know some render tokens for an old like CRT PVM uh, monitor, and so I've been playing on that, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, watching, you know, people play retro gaming and seeing the history of retro gaming and like speed running and stuff, I got really big into it. And so I, uh, I, 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 I wanted to look into how it was to create a game, you know. And so I, I discovered NES Maker and started just like doing all the tutorials, just going through the tutorials. And I, I found it to be surprisingly easy to get into it so nes maker is basically a gui based you know program that allows you to uh build your levels and uh change your inputs and stuff like that and you can do it all gui based and it's really neat uh so i i picked up this program uh yeah so this is me actually this is a video of me actually testing the game for the first time uh and it's actually playing on original nes hardware it was like such a huge point of pride, like being able to actually get it working, but you don't realize the limitations that come with building an NES game. First mm-hmm. of all, it's built in assembly oh, uh, gosh. that I'm not sure anyone actually uses assembly nowadays, you know, but, uh, um, so you're actually coding all the stuff to assembly. If you do actually go into the code, um, which you can, uh, but you're actually building everything through, uh, I, I, I bought a program called Pixaki. Uh, for the iPad, which allows me to create all the sprites and everything that you would build for the game. And uh, then getting into it, you don't realize how actually limiting it is. For the background colors, you're limited to uh, 12 total colors out of or uh, uh, four palettes of three colors plus a, uh, a transparency out of 56 colors total, you know, uh, so you can only use 12 colors for the backgrounds and 12 colors for all your monsters and your uh, uh, character sprites and all your upgrades and coins and whatever. It's it's so incredibly limiting, but it allows you to, like, you have to learn to get creative with it. Right, and, right. Uh, it lear- it really, leads really to cool. creativity. Or, you yeah. know, you and have to what's figure it out. Is, like, if you go back and you watch some of these YouTube videos that I've seen where it's like, Oh, these are some of the best designed NES games ever, you know, and you're looking at them. You're like, holy cow, it's amazing what people were able to create with such uh, incredible limitations. And so uh, this, for example, uh, it's so cool because you're able to uh, map the buttons what you want to happen based off of the button input. So if you want to do the Konami code, you could do that (laughs) as well, you know, Um and the entire thing is built, uh, let's see, you've got like an overworld and underworld. So you're building each of the individual levels uh, to go along and you can build different styles. You can build from top down or what they call a Metrovania or Metro Metrovania. Castlevania. Yeah, it's like Metroid and <laughs> Castlevania together. Yeah. Metrovania. Yeah. To where you can like go through all the different levels and it's just one big thing. 
and, and it's really, really cool. So big shout out to the people over at NES Maker because uh, uh, they're doing some incredible work. I would love to get them on the show yeah. to just talk about this because this is absolutely incredible. And mm-hmm. it's so cheap, too. It's like 30 bucks for the program. 100% worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, but yeah, go and check it out. That's Pixaki. Yeah. Pixaki, I think, is 10 or $20 on the iPad. And you can create some mega cool stuff in it. And what's great about that is I was able to bring over my palettes, the 56 colors that I used in uh, in NES Maker. I was able to bring those all over as hex values. So I'm making sure that I'm using, you know, just those palettes. And the, the hardest part is you have to make sure that you're only using four colors or three colors and transparency in a 16 by 16 uh pixel grid it's it's so limiting but it's it's absolutely so much fun yeah but it's it's got to be better than doing uh uh what do you call it um uh uh mid journey right because didn't you try that you know i was talking to i was talking to someone the other day and they're like well can you just use mid journey for some of the artwork yeah and it's like yes you can use mid journey for right? the artwork in no. order to like get a like a general idea but you've got to go through and you've got to re like color everything in order to get it into that same you know 12 color palette 16 by 16 pixel grid mm-hmm. it's it's uh, uh uh mid journey does too good of a job if that makes sense you know, they do too good yeah. of a job in order in making it look good, you know, versus being able to put those limitations on. Right. So, yeah, that's NES Maker uh, for y'all. I, I if if you're interested in building games, especially 2D side scrollers or something uh, in Unreal. So I, I went through all this training for NES Maker and then I was like, well, let me see what it would take if I wanted to do this in Unreal, you know. A lot of the steps are surprisingly similar. You're just not limited by the amount of colors and the amount of things, but like, you know, uh, creating your objects and uh, your actions and stuff like that. It's all extremely similar. So, hmm. uh, yeah, if you're interested cool. in retro gaming, check it out. Nestmaker. And speaking of uh, Nintendo, there's a, a yeah. thing that's coming out. It's like a, um, what would you call it? It's a, it's a, what do you call the the thing? A cart, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. A, a cart, like, right? Yeah, and and it goes inside of the uh, the switch, but then you put an SD card inside of it, and you and it will it will load, side load, whatever whatever it is. Uh, the like just any game you want, I guess. I, I'm assuming that Nintendo is is uh, very upset about this. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I was there's there are certain cases or certain docks that you can buy that um, have the attachments that go inside of the switch to where you mm-hmm. can actually load side load four games all at once. You know, so I don't know. I don't know how similar this is versus if it's just used for piracy. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Now, a cu- couple other other headlines here. We're going to be doing uh, Artist Spotlight, huh? Yeah. So um, this week's Artist Spotlight is uh, uh, David Malore, also known as Melomograph. Um, he was recently on the XR Motion podcast. Um, for those who don't know about the XR Motion podcast, it's Michael Steinberg and Andrew Hogue, mm-hmm. um, uh, where they talk about AR, XR, VR, 
stuff like that. And uh, Mello was talking to them about the uh, Clinton Jones uh, Endless Engines uh, um, competition uh, he won fourth place in. And, you know, it, it it's not a surprise because the work is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I was telling Dave this the other day that you just I, I absolutely love uh, his style. And yeah. it's so interesting. And I think the only reason you're, he, he's getting that type of style is because of sculpting in 3D and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. Um, uh, you can check out the XR Motion podcast at XRMotion.com. Also, if you're in the New York area, they have monthly meetings. Uh, if you yeah. go to XRMotion.com, you can actually check out some of their meetups. Uh, they've got one Thursday, January 25th of uh, this month. Uh, over at Crystal Lake, Brooklyn. Um, I went to one when I was there back in October. It's a real fun meetup. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, After Effects has finally entered the 21st century, by the way. <laughs> and um, they they are doing 3D now. So you can import models faster than Hugh Hefner. Huh? 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 No? Okay. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> so... Now uh, you can bring 3D models directly into After Effects. I haven't had a chance to try this, um, but I would like to and just see how it works. Um, yeah. You can also like do HDR environments and work with your model. I, I don't know what render engine this is, and uh, I don't know how that works, but the beta version is getting updated with new features on this too, um, improvements it, for 3D. Do you model. happen to know if it's like real-time? Like uh, similar well, to Is a, anything well, in After Effects real-time? Well... <laughs> Um, Another bell, similar to similar to like you know, Element 3D or something like that. You know whether it's yeah working on yes. the GPU or whatever. Yes. Or... Um, there was an excellent uh, video by one of our our friends. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to find it right now. I should have bookmarked it. <laughs> uh, right. That went over it, and and uh, he had like models in there and and was kind of showing it. Um, so, yeah, it, it works kind of uh, how you would expect it to work with the 3D tools in After Effects, which are not great. But it also has, like, advanced lighting options and things. So um, there's also 3D models in Adobe Stock now that you can just bring bring That's in. Cool. So thought that was pretty interesting. And then finally, we got our last headline here. Here it is. Yeah. Camp Mograph, Camp Australia. Mograph, Australia. Woo. So for uh, those who are interested... Uh, those living down under, living in New Zealand, or maybe even some of the Asian countries. Um, if you want to make your way down to Brisbane mm-hmm. at the end of June, June 27th, the 30th um, in uh, in Brisbane, we'll be at PGL Kindland uh, Summer Camp. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a three-day event. Uh, we're doing the three-day event in Australia this year because we don't know you know, if anyone wants first to do the extra day or whatever, <laughs> it's it's the our first time doing it, so we're we're super excited to see how it goes. Uh, tickets go on sale next week, uh, mm-hmm. January fifteenth, twenty twenty four, at noon Brisbane time. So if you're yes. in the U.S., that's actually uh, the night of the fourteenth. So make sure yeah. if you're planning on going. Uh, uh, get ready. Uh, you can go to you go to campmograph.com.au uh, for the website, mm-hmm. or you can go to campmographaustralia2024.eventbrite.com to, to go, go straight to the, to the ticket. ticket. Yeah, to the ticket. But side. you can get to that um, right from the website. Like if you're on the website, you can get to that Eventbrite page. Certainly, you can. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. Just checking. No. 
We, I just finished building the Eventbrite uh, site today, so we'll get that all oh, linked up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but it's going to be fun. We've got some amazing fireside chats. Uh, we've got Ben Marriott. Y'all know him from YouTube. Why don't you marry uh, it? Uh, excellent. What? I said, why don't you marry it? Uh, huh? Bing. Man, I'm on the dad joke um, run today. Yeah. Uh, ben Marriott, uh, you know him from YouTube, uh, super great motion designer. And then we've also got Olivia Chen, founder and creative director at Studio Chen Chen. Super, super excited to have them on board. Uh, and we've got more to be announced soon mm-hmm. um, uh, for that last fireside chat. And then we've got some amazing workshops. Uh, uh, Jess Herrera, Matt Taylor, EJ's coming down with us as Yay. well. Uh, uh, Helena Papa Gorgigo. I'm not sure whether I'm saying that. That's right. That's a, that's then, a pretty um, good attempt, right there. I gotta <laughs> I say, feel like I did an okay yeah. job. <laughs> uh, then we've got Professor Selena Bartlett uh, from neuroscience. So we're gonna pick her brain uh, about understanding our brain better, uh, which is gonna be a lot of fun. And then K Rail for sound design. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we may be adding some more. Uh, uh, workshop instructors as well it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be great so you can go to campmograph.com uh dot au to check out uh the camp and the tickets and frequently asked questions and the lodging we've got three different tickets this year we've got community cabins we've got platform tent camping mm-hmm. which are basically these big gigantic platform tents uh, with uh, uh, bunk beds and beds in them. And then we've also got the, we're bringing back the old, uh, the uh, bring your own tent camping ticket. So if you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, being in the great outdoors with all the Australian wildlife, feel free to bring your own tent. I will be in a community cabin this year. <laughs> B-Y-O-T-T. Yeah. yeah, B-Y... What's the extra What's T for? for? That's a typo. Oh, that's a typo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, uh, people have been asking, what's up with the U.S. camp? There is still going to be a U.S. camp. We are doing two camps this mm-hmm. year. We are going to be killing ourselves doing two camps this year. So right. we're super excited, you know, about Camp MoGraph Australia in June. And then we will be doing a second camp in the United States in September. Uh, uh, as of right now, it's looking, it, it should be September. It should be the same weekend week that it always is right Um, and and that's the thing is that we're bringing the we are bringing american summer camp to australia this for australians so we don't want anyone to be confused like oh i have to go to australia no you can go to the american summer camp but you can come over to australia if you want it's just there's there's both so you got a choice or you can go to both i have a feeling we may see some people at both i'll be out yeah that's yeah and then Uh, September, we, uh, September is when the, uh, uh, Camograph US is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, there will probably be an announcement about the location here at the end of the month. Yes. So, yes. And they're going to have a lot of, uh, of, uh, activities as well. Like the list of possible activities. Yeah. Yeah. All depending on the weather and everything. But, you know, while it is technically winter in, uh, Brisbane, um, when they were checking it out, when we had boots on the ground last June, we were checking it out last June. The weather was beautiful. It was like 73 degrees Fahrenheit, which is just perfect. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great activities. There's zip lining over a lake, which is way cool. Super excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's going to cool. be fun. Campmograph.com cool. for the U.S. Campmograph.com.au for Australia Camp. 
Awesome. And those are the headlines. We'll be right back after this. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. All right, <laughs> let's talk Move AI. Um, yes. For, for, the, for the person listening who has never heard of Move AI before, tell, tell us what it is. Yeah, I got to snap in now. I've been watching for the last. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm on the show. I'm on the show. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so move really easy way to capture and create 3D animations. So that's the simplest way I can describe it. We have everything from single camera motion capture all the way up to 12 cameras real time. So it's really our mission to make it really easy for 3D content creators to capture and create their 3D animations. And this is not, uh, there's no, there's no like motion trackers or anything needed, right? Yeah. Oh, you, I forgot my, my kicker. No, yeah, I was going to say markers needed. Yeah. <laughs> no markers needed. Yeah. You don't want to say no, like nothing, no clue. Like you still need some sort of decorum, but yeah, no markers, no suits needed. Uh-huh. So yeah. We just need, we just need human bodies out there. How, awesome. um, so you're just using it it's in done entirely with your cell phone right so you can do yeah you can use it with your cell phone uh-huh. but you can also use any standard or professional camera so we have people that use it from an iphone all the way up to black magic cameras okay so like you it, it doesn't necessarily doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be live when you shoot it or um uh, no, are doesn't. you able to bring in the 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 mm, nice. basically the footage after the fact yeah, totally. You can bring it in after. Our secret sauce is really turning 2D video into 3D <laughs> motion data. Wow. So wherever that 2D video comes from, you can upload it, and we will give you back that 3D motion data if you have those cameras synced or that footage synced. So yeah, you could shoot for a whole week if you want, and then just pull the select, sync them up, and upload them, and we'll give you back that motion data. Amazing. And what's Amazing. the cost? What's the wow? Just yeah, let's go through the. Yeah, I want to know because I'm, I'm. It uh, says try for free. Okay, <laughs> value prop. Okay, now let's go to pricing. Yeah, so yes, I want to know. We have a <laughs> Move One, which is our single camera product that starts at fifteen dollars per month. Okay. So you okay. can use that with your iPhone. Uh, you can shoot, capture. You usually will get back that data in like under ten minutes. So it's really fast. Okay. okay. Um, and you can try it for free. So I encourage anyone listening. Nice. It's super fun. Turn yourself into a little robot. You'll get that back in under 10 <laughs> minutes. And then you can export that, you know, in FBX and not upload it to whatever tool you use. Um, and that scales all the way up to, you know, like the EA Sports of the world um, who use us for 
their title games. Um, and they've, you know, gone through those case studies at SIGGRAPH. But yeah, it can scale all the way up from $15 a month all the way up to the AAA quality games, films, productions. Interesting. Awesome. Now you've got real time. Is is there a real time option with we you? We do have real time as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I was and, curious about like, would it be possible to do something like a like a digital avatar or something? Yes. On like Twitch or uh, uh, something like that. I know uh, Sony has the Macopi stuff that yeah. they came out with, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how similar that was. Yeah. So we have. Our real-time system works great for virtual production. We get a lot of interest there for actually events, so experiential events, activations, oh, yeah. uh, and then a lot of VTuber interest yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of VTubers. Yep. Yeah. If you guys want to turn yourselves into avatars for the show, yeah. Oh, we do should that. do that. That would be fun. Uh, if you yeah. want to, that'd be fun. have a separate stream where it's the the alternative broadcast where you know, like the NFL, you turn yourself into SpongeBob and Patrick, or you right. Can, like, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it works great. We could right now we're able to capture up to two people working okay. on expanding that out. Okay. Um, and is and that, is that taking just a, a, a feed? How exactly does it work? Is it taking just a, uh, like say my camera feed right here and then running it through an external program? Mm-hmm. So we can do four cameras tracking one person or eight cameras tracking two. And then we have a plug in and unreal. So yeah, you can just render that out into unreal amazing That's jags is interested case, i would say yeah <laughs> jags is interested right now i can tell he's in the chat he's he's yeah, he's yeah, gonna a lot of real-time interest i wanted to try it this week actually but with all the uh redesign of the show i wasn't able to get to it so i'm yeah, looking forward yeah. to doing that i really think we should try and do a a whole show like that it'd be i think it's just the hardest cool. to do it's you know it's the on-prem you have to buy special hardware for yeah. it. It's just way harder than just whipping out an iPhone app. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you can, there's a ton of use cases for it. So it's a really exciting product for us. But you have other, yeah, you have other use cases for it. Like you were talking, um, I think on the Bad Decisions podcast uh, about mm-hmm. um, like being able to do stuff like physical therapy, warehouse safety, other things with it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. So like I said, we're really good at turning 2D video into 3D data, 3D motion data. Right now, it's for the human body. You can ask me about dogs and horses later. (laughs) But right now, it's for the human body um, because we do get those requests a lot. Those are the top two. Uh, We do bipeds right now. Uh Um, And EJ, EJ cheated. He did like the sumo pug, uh, which uh, is that a biped? I guess it's bipedal. Yeah, technically, the way he was rigging it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. all of his pugs are more bipedal than they are yeah. quadrupeds. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Got the little. Do we all have sumo bug? You we all three simultaneously have different versions <laughs> of sumo bug. I love it. Um, There's a show art yeah, right so, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so real time. Yeah, I think with all like our secret sauce is 2D video to 3D motion data, and so we started in the media entertainment gaming production industries where you can use that for animation but we've also seen you can use it for training you can use it in on construction sites um we're really excited to see kind of what people need and will use 3d motion data for Mm -hmm. uh, because we have apis available where you can build it into whatever product or application you have so that's cool okay yeah my father-in-law uh works in construction he was like wait could i like track uh you know my workers on the site to like make sure they're adhering to like the safety precautions or like 
how yeah. can they get more efficient in what they're doing? And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like if that's, that's <laughs> tracking human motion, not for sumo pugs of the world, but like right. really interesting other use case. Big so brother. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff you can do with. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly not. Yeah. We don't want to get in there. <laughs> you don't really need 3D motion data for that. Too right. Right. <laughs> right. But the 3D can help with a lot of other things. I, I love that idea though of, like physical therapy is somebody getting better you know you can track because even like the apple watch tracks like if it thinks your gait is changing or whatever like it thinks you're gonna have a fall you know uh it could it could maybe even warn you of up like possible safety concerns based on what it sees that's that would be cool uh well, that's our startup story that's tino is our ceo and co-founder and he had just had a baby or his, his wife did him and his wife had a baby together and he couldn't make it to the gym anymore. So I think he like was getting his PhD in computer vision. We have a bunch of like the PhDs on this team are crazy. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to hack a Kinect camera or like hack something because I want to track my own workouts mm-hmm. to make sure I'm squatting all the way or getting full range of motion. Yeah. Or So that's where it started. And then it's grown since since that. Um, so, yeah, that that workout health physical therapy is super interesting. Jags is interested again. Yeah, just get that sports I'm, science going. Like, how do yeah. I get my vertical just a little? How do I get that mobility a little bit more? And sorry, how many people can it track all at once? Depends on the product. So, Move One can track one. Okay. Uh, the real time system can track one to two, okay. and then our multi camera we've tracked up to twenty two people simultaneously. Wow. Yeah. And so, how how accurate is it when people are like crossing in front of right. each other and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, well, you can't track 22 with one camera. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> okay. if, once yeah. we get there, like, can we keep making advancements? It's like, yeah, uh-huh. you could just one camera and 22 people and you guess where they are. Yeah. No, it's it's very much, yeah. As you expand the number of people and the volume, you need to expand the number of cameras because you need those angles. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it just depends on, you know, what your use case is and what you're willing to invest to capture those people. There so is something if you can... If you can give away some of the secret sauce or something, I I would assume and maybe you just like no, I don't. I'm I'm not going to tell you this. But well, if I do, basically, I tell you if they told me, so I'll, I can okay. interpret it. Well, I mean, it, it, does it have anything to do with like nerfs or Gaussian splat stuff, where it's taking that information, seeing what's static and what is moving, and trying to build something off of that. It's, I will say the thing that I can explain the best uh-huh. is it's, it's the physics models. That's what really makes it powerful. Okay. Is we have a, a, a very, like it started from research. It started from a bunch of PhDs, Tino, uh, Dr. Nikos Zikos out of Greece. <laughs> or, yeah. So we had, which, yeah, love, love Nikos Zikos. Uh, Marco, like our research and development team is really strong. And a lot of it is based on the physics models. So, they can predict, like, for example, if you're using one camera, like move one, and you turn sideways, how do we know what your arm's doing? Right. Um, but we can guess at it because we know right. what the limits of human bodies are. Right, right. right. What the joint right, right. movements are and what mm-hmm. you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. And as an example of this, we brought in, like, a, I don't know, a, a world-famous contortionist, and she broke all of our models because it was like, <laughs> not supposed to be able to bend that far. That's like, that is not a human movement that's possible. Yeah, and Marco got really frustrated, which is really funny for his stories <laughs> I hear. Um, but yeah, it's it's combining like the computer vision, what you're able to see with that with those physics models um, to really get really good estimates of what a human body is doing. Which is why we can't do horses and dogs yet. Right, that's mm. a completely different physics model of what okay. they can do. Right, yeah. and see that's so smart because it's like 
y- y- you would think that any sort of rigging software, if you're doing like a, a bipedal or whatever, like cinema should know you can't bend that way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's like I, I don't know. That's so that's, it shouldn't let yeah. A, yeah, it shouldn't let it go that way. And that's why Correct. like we even we have actor profiles where you can like set up because we'll we'll estimate bone lengths. Um, but if you give us the bone links, it gets even more accurate because you can wow. set up that actor profile and be like, all right, this is literally the bones. Do not let these bones do anything different than what they should be able to right. do because we know all, which is like, it's weird to think about it that way. It's yeah. just, you're tracking bones yeah. uh, on set. But yeah, that's, you know, that combined with the computer vision, the AI, you know, all the models that they put on top of it to make it more accurate. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating what they're able to do. That's really cool. Hmm. That's super cool. Once you get the horse one working you can call up david Aryev and have him try it uh yeah on his horse i was like can't we just like go i want like, a human starting in a pose or t pose whatever and, give a pose. and then just there <laughs> the we have that we do people will oh. constantly try that well they'll pick up their dog and try to put the dog into a t pose oh that's just great. to try to capture the dog that's yeah. great so i love that Oh, does it man. uh does it work uh are there certain situations in which the the it works more correctly like up against a green screen versus mm. like a busy background or something like that yeah that's a great question it gets like a lot of people are shooting in dark basements for some reason a lot of the things whatever <laughs> a lot of reason, creepy users yeah of, yeah. yeah not yeah. lighting not like you guys <laughs> and uh, <laughs> setups um, but we get pretty good results across the board. The things that help the most are contrast between the upper and lower bodies. Okay. Uh, so just differentiating, having it understand that, oh, that's the upper body, that's the lower body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing is just being able to see the legs and feet. So if you're wearing yeah. a giant skirt and we can't see your legs, that's mm-hmm. really hard um, because that's kind of where everything is grounded. Um, so yeah, it's just really being able to see your legs, being able to see your feet uh, and contrast between your upper and lower body and you and your background. And is it, does the camera need to be stationary the whole time or like, are you able to, okay. Okay. I was just curious if like, okay. So like, if you're, if you're like shooting video of, you know, someone walking or like doing some sort of like fighting, jumping, whatever, and it's just on your cell phone and you're following along, it wouldn't necessarily be able to track the motion of where you, where the location of the person is. Yeah. I will say that it's treadmill right now. It's like, okay. I, yeah, I we constantly are testing this stuff out. So I ran by my colleague right next to him as he was riding a bike uh-huh. and like capturing while I'm running. And I was oh. shocked at like results are pretty good. Like, yeah, it's solid in frame. But yeah, it's not moving in 3D space. That is something we're, we're working on that you can actually track that person through the space. And when you bring it into Blender or whatever, you'll yeah. be able to see that movement across this, the actual volume of the space. Yeah. So, I, yeah mean, I that would I, be I, very I, cool. I, I, I would be curious to like i would think that you would be able to like at least take the the spatial data data from your phone yeah or the tracking data that's going in there seeing what's moving and what's not and seeing if you can reverse engineer the the yeah uh the gyros right yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah Oh, Yuri may not be able to figure (laughs) this out this is why i'm on the podcast yeah the lab right now (laughs) Yeah, just do we're it. brainstorming for you. We're yeah, not your next big thing. Just look at the horizon or something and like pick yeah. a spot. You know, you'll figure it out. Yeah, just yeah. stabilize it in After Effects real quick, and then right. Yeah, fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did joke about that. Like, 
is it really just well did you see the jokes around open api where it's really just like they open the server room and it's just a bunch of people manually responding to everything <laughs> like it's just us getting the video and then quickly like animating it ourselves and then sending you back based on what yeah you know that's a good that's MVP. it's like that shell silverstein uh uh the the computing machine or something where there's yeah, yeah. someone inside it the whole well, time there's a name yeah. for it i always forget yeah. the name of that thing somebody will have it in chat yeah i forgot it last time we talked about it on the show too uh <laughs> it's the something box or this something where listeners I don't know. live can help us out yeah exactly right? someone will get it so how does it deliver the data what do you get what does it spit out yeah uh, fbx is the most common um, so you can do a USD file, you can do FBX file. That's what I see for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also, you know, export the MP4 file, the input video. So if you need that as reference, that's super easy. And then there's just a laundry list of other file types for move multicam, which is the, you know, move one, it's USD and FBX, but move multicam is a, an enormous list past that. Uh, so it's really just trying to find whatever file type the person needs to import into their 3d engine is what we provide. Nice. And it does. It will do the the motion capture data, like the bones, so that you can then link them to whatever like Mixamo model you have. Yes, we have different. Yeah, we have different ways that you can export it. Um, we are constantly adding more. I think our top requested one is um, you know the Unreal Engine, uh-huh. uh, which obvious. Uh, I think that's you know what that's something we would love to work towards. But yeah, there's a whole bunch that you can export from, um, and then for stuff like our API, like. It can just be a massive spreadsheet of all the 3D data. So not necessarily for like an animation use case, but if you're just looking for the XYZ, you know, data, raw data coming out, you know, that's what, that's what we're giving. And then just trying to put it in the right formats for people to use. Cool. That's cool. Um, what, what have people, like, what are some of the things that you've seen people do with it? Right? Like, what are some of your favorites that have come down the pipeline? Yeah, Copilot did underwater capture with Move. Oh, ah, that's was, cool. That was a really good YouTube video. I encourage everyone to check that out. That was really fun. Um, where they're like, we're going to recreate Avatar, but with one iPhone. Wow. And so they got pretty decent results. They did it for like an astronaut animation in space. But yeah, they rented out a pool and they went and they did underwater capture, which was which was amazing to see. Uh, I think I think they zip you know they ziplocked it you know they're getting it in the waterproof yeah. cases they're doing all that <laughs> that was really fun, um, but yeah it ra- it really ranges from like most of our customers are in film gaming production mm-hmm. uh, whether that's like on the advertising side I see a lot of actually move one like we we were like okay can we give you good enough quality with just a single camera to use for previs for mm-hmm. uh, medial NPC characters for maybe where you don't need that AAA quality but it's good enough for a ton of use cases. But we see it used in like international productions. Now one was used for the cricket world cup avatar animations. Uh, so that was really cool where the, the cricketer I'm still learning. I live in London, but I'm American. So <laughs> the cricketer, the bowler, like a lot yeah. of talent doesn't want to wear a suit and they will not wear a suit. Uh, so being able to capture them where they're just like kind of in their natural environment is really fun. And then, yeah, move multi-cam, the EA sports one is, you know, I grew up on EA and having that kind of be a use case that's, you know, that they talk about at SIGGRAPH and they talk about in different places is really cool to see. Uh, and, you know, just visiting their, you know, their campus in Vancouver. I'm just like, oh, like, look at that. That's where that's made. And, like, it's just, 
an incredible experience to see that. So that's, yeah, that's probably my favorite use case. Yeah, I think I sent you, sent you something yesterday, Matt, on TikTok. It was ESPN did something and it had people moving in it. And I was like, this this doesn't look good enough to to be anything yeah. but Unreal. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Unreal Engine because the render quality. But it looks like yeah. it had motion capture in it. And, yeah. you know, I was like, I wonder where they did the motion capture and stuff. But you can tell, you know, a lot of people are going with that. Like you were talking about the the Toy Story thing. That was fun to watch. It really was. The Toy Story yeah. thing? I don't so they had a one. They had an NFL London game. I think it was oh, Jackson. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was the Toy Story. Like the Slinky was the 10 yard marker. So it was like a guardian oh, yeah. based uh, on that, which was yeah. really funny. Um, but yeah, they did live. I think that was a comedy. They put like things in the jersey to track the players in real time. There were some technical glitches, but like when you're doing that for that many players, there's, you know, it's amazing they're able to do it first. I place. know. Uh, but the production was amazing. Like the supporting content, the reception. I thought it, I, I'm. I am most excited for there to be more platforms that embrace 3D uh, and 3D work because we live in like a 2D world now online and I want to kind of break that barrier to give some depth to things because I think that's going to be the big breakthrough for 3D is like when will platforms embrace and support that type of environment? Well, and going to AR as well because when AR gets yeah. bigger and X, XR or whatever um, – everybody's going to have their own like official avatar, right? When you're walking down the street with the AR glasses on, you're going to see people dressed up mostly like furries. I'm sure. Um, ah. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be anime, anime characters. <laughs> when, when it's going to, it's going to be, you, yo, you can make your own avatar and everybody has the glasses. Like, you know, it gets big, like the iPhone, right? Everybody has them. You have to have your official avatar. So you can see furries. You're going to see anime characters. Tell me I'm wrong, right? Sure. You know, it's hey, going to happen. That, I mean, just like second life or any of those, right? Everybody, everybody's a furry. So I think once that <laughs> happens, you're going to need real time. Your glasses have the little camera in them, right? You're going to need yeah. real time. Yeah to to animate those people's furry avatars <laughs> just saying uh, that's not what i meant when i said i was looking forward to that but yeah <laughs> i i this i i i would love for more platforms to support 3d and yeah. that, you know that's what makes me excited about move and you know the 3d workflows uh maybe oh, not I've... furries in real life but yeah I, I yeah. agree with your sentiment. I, like you know, I I would think that the 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 data might be the ultimate like kind of uh, a barrier for getting stuff more right. stuff online or something like that. I don't even know if it's the data. Like we, I, I the reason I joined Move is because I had my own company mm -hmm. called Slope, and we mm -hmm. did two D video collaboration. Like we. And we started that because that was right when social platforms in the early 2010s started offering video upload. Before that, you could not upload a video to social media, yeah. which is wild to think about. Yeah. yeah. But you couldn't do it. So no one did it. No marketing team created video. Like it was a very rare thing to create a video. It's like a big campaign or for, for an advertisement on TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as every platform started pushing video, everyone started investing in video because there was a platform where you could actually upload it. And yeah. so that video took off and then it became video first. I'm starting to see that happen more with 3D now, but the platform, like, how do you go into TikTok and experience something in 3D? You can't right now. Instagram's starting to do it a little bit with AR. 
if you're scrolling through Twitter, it's all just a 2D experience. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see how these platforms innovate and give you those 3D experiences right. so that it kind of will create a boom for the 3D world. Because right now, it, I don't think it's data. I think it's the platforms don't support it. The creation tools are too hard to use. Like I do freelance video work. I'm trying to learn 3D animation now. It is so much harder than 2D video. It is unbelievable what links. I have a, I have a lot of respect for 3D animation. We need to introduce you to Cinema 4D. I, <laughs> I've heard. I've been to the events. I've been yeah. I, I'm. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm building my donut right now, creating my donut. So I'll, I'll you know. <laughs> oh, I'll see. Let's see. You're in Blender. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm in Blender. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's where I was told to start. We'll get Windows you. We'll get you. For Cinema 4D though. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're, if you're going to start somewhere, go for it. So I think, you know, I'll eventually yeah. get there once, you know, the yeah. nonstop startup uh, tasks <laughs> finish. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a new respect for it, but I, I, be patient. I think it's getting there. The more brands I talk to, the more marketing teams I talk to, it's starting with real time. Like they're getting really excited about these in-person experiential activations mm-hmm. where people can go and interact with 3D environments. And I think it's going to move on to, you know, eventually get on these platforms. Well, what about what about processing power? Like let's say it's the future, right? Everybody's got their AR glasses on and uh they're at a football game. Or let's say let's say basketball because you you are a former love basketball basketball for sports photographer right yes I do a lot of basketball work so imagine you're at the game and it's like the Toy Story thing but you're seeing them there um, what kind of processing power would that take it, could could it be offloaded could it be on the cloud is is that something that's doable now or is there still a barrier I think there's a barrier even doing real time like to get the uh, the delays that you're looking for, like the lack of a delay, uh, yeah, it needs to be on premise. You need some pretty serious computing power. Um, so I think as it gets better and better, as you know, the streaming through cloud services gets faster, uh, I think it's going to be more accessible. But yeah, it's it's hard right now. I mean, it's it's really hard to render that out in real time with a whatever millisecond delay you need. If 100 milliseconds is like the minimum, uh, right. that's tough to do that fast with that type of data. Because they could translate that easily to Toy Story because I'm sure they got crazy com- uh, computing power for that, but for that football game. But you're not seeing a delay because you're not We're watching live. Too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you, yeah. And you're not you're you're watching an alternative broadcast. So it's not necessarily watching the game. It's right. watching the Toy Story version of it. So yeah, you're right. right. There's not like the delay between it, but yeah, so they can afford, you know, that could be even be async and you, and you consume it separately. Um, yeah. You know, not at that real time. So but they would yeah, have to have a lot like, of hardware required right now. Yeah. They'd have to have like a huge server working, like a football game, a basketball game. And maybe it sends all that it would have to send back to your AR glasses would be the 3d position of where you are in relation to those things. But yeah, I can imagine getting that going for a live sporting event would be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there some there's some things went viral on Twitter recently where you could watch it like in the AR experience where you put the game on like your table and then yeah. you're playing like on top of the game. I think it was Rezzle or something, right? Hmm. Um, where they do that broadcast and it's like it's three to me. You walk around the platform like that stuff is that's starting to get really cool where they yeah. can render that stuff out in real time. And, yeah, you know, this is move AI. Um, mm-hmm. l- 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 Tell us a little bit about the, I'm sure there's a secret algorithm, but like, tell us about the AI portion of that. Yeah. Like what, what yeah. is the contribution? 
it, it is part of everything else I discussed with the physics models, the computer vision. It is part of that uh, entire, I, you know, it's that it's everything that our research and development team creates that allows us to convert that 2D to 3D. So it is part of all of those models and that it, a lot of it supplements each other. Um, so when you see like new computer vision models coming out, new depth models, new AI models, like all of these things contribute to each other that allow us to try to get better and better output data um, for those kind of 3D, 3D motion data sets that we, that we produce. So yeah, it's, it's part of that. Um, it is definitely, it's not, uh, it is interesting because we get this question a lot of like, oh, are you um, like generate, are you, are you gen AI? Like, is it? And it technically like it's 2D to 3D or so it is kind of generating and guessing what those in-between movements are and make, but it's mm -hmm. not necessarily the same as like a mid journey or a runway right. creating a video based right. on text prompts. Okay. Yeah. I tried that one. What was it called? Was it called Jen? Uh, where you could, was it called Jen? I don't remember. I, I had a subscription for a little while. I tried doing a character and all of that. Um, but for the generative animation uh, uh no it was it was the one where i mean it was a similar thing where you could upload a video but i don't remember the name of the uh i don't remember the name of the website i think now. i know what you're talking about it was with a a robot thing or something yeah right? it had a bunch and of robots like you could try. clean up all the background and put you yeah. into the the thing oh, yeah like yeah. the old uh was elf yourself <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> Um, are there any live uh, use cases you see that you really like so far? Like, what's your favorite thing someone like that are being used real, right now for real time? Yeah. Oh, that I can talk about. You guys are going to get in <laughs> trouble here. Huh. Um, EA is all over the internet, so I'm happy to talk about that, but not and get in mm -hmm. trouble for anything. Um, you can see uh, the, I, the ones that I've seen is like I think Moment Factory at SIGGRAPH. They have the the booth up. Um, if you if any of you went to that event. Um, that was really cool. They did um, Doctor Strange, so you could like do the. Uh, oh, cool! The oh, okay. Yeah. You could like create the ring. Whatever that hand. thing. I'm doing, yeah, yeah. If you're not watching live, I'm doing Doctor Strange hand movements. I'm opening up the portal, mm -hmm. um, so you could do that. You could like interact with the portal. At I think at South by Southwest last year, they did the uh, the F1 ex example where you could like. You were yourself with the F1 car in the background, but then you like walked through a virtual door and you went got completely suited up in the F1 suit. Um, and you could like interact with the car, interact with like the slipstream, and you could like see it. So there's really cool examples there. We did one at OuterNet in London, which is like the enormous outdoor screen, mm -hmm. and it would like mirror you for dinner. We had like a ballet dancer doing it, and the characters were put up there so you could kind of see yourself up on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the ones I know I can talk about publicly because they're already out there. Uh, but yeah, events are, events are a really fun part of it for me. And I think I've, I, I would love to see someone, this is a pitch for any brand out there. If you have two of these stations in different sides of the world, you can have people interacting with, you can have people playing against each other in real time on other sides of the world, like one-on-one right. -on -one basketball, two-on-two -two basketball. You can be playing games with other people. I think that would be so cool. Someone needs to do that. Camograph Australia versus Camograph. You yes. In real time. <laughs> Sumo, there we go. Wrestle right? off against some other, yeah. you know, some other attendees character. Yeah, we'll get EJ on that. Come on, EJ, let's do it. Um, there's some great, there's some great examples and things on your website too. Um, you have a an inspiration page. Is is this basically, um, I guess, what people have done with it so far? I think 
Yeah. Let me let me bring it up so, here so you can see what I'm yeah, talking three. about. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, I like the VTubers, uh the K pop. Yeah, people love these. Um and it's so funny too, because it's uh, people like to see the skeletons. They like to see like the digital fashion is really taking off. People love the digital fashion. Um, but this was shot, I think, with four iPhones. So that was the oh, four okay. iPhone setup. Uh-huh. And she was able to get that. Man. I think the other ones. There's an API directly for Unreal Engine? Or... So we have, no, we have a single camera API. Okay. Um, that you can okay. use and build into your workflows. Uh, the the real time allows you to plug into Unreal. For the Is that camera, like right? a, a Datasmith plugin type thing you can do? or like do you a live to... link plugin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So cool. Wow. Because I'm looking at the one, if you go down like two more, Dave, two the more, uh, right. Unreal, yeah, yeah, that one right there. Oh, here you go, Jags. It's, it's so smooth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's that's move one. So I think that's the one camera. Wow. And and there's no cleanup on this? This is direct out of the... I think that one was direct, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's really great. That I like great. that. I'm I'm interested to try that because that's the hardest thing, right? Like it's always this whole like barrier to entry i'm not good at characters in the first place so if i've got to clean something up yeah. good luck for me i'm calling someone else well, I, it was so i when i started i interviewed uh, hundreds of animators that's kind of where i started to try to learn as much as i could and you know what if there's such a funny quote of like they're actors that don't that are shy shy like they don't want to perform in front of an audience mm-hmm. but they want to showcase that they want to perform for their characters and right. like put that at, so in the safety of their own home, they will <laughs> perform and give you like that performance that they want to see in their characters. Right. Um, and that's kind of what we wanted to do with move one is like, just use your one phone, capture whatever you want. And then you can get really close to what you're looking for. And then obviously do all the final touches and everything where teams, like a lot of the gaming teams we talked to would get into fights because they would ship a single suit around and like someone wouldn't wash it from yeah. the previous. Oh, <laughs> it's just a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And you'd have to like yeah. schedule in when do you get the suit, or you try to like send a description to your producer, and they would do the capture and send it back to you. So it's just a nightmare. Yeah. And if you can or get, you buy one size there. suit and then have to one get a, suit. an extra large person right. into a large suit, yeah. and then you have to move all the hardware to that other size yeah. suit, which that is yeah. a huge yes. pain. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I think that one of the toughest things as an animator, if you want to make your own stuff, like say you want to make a short or you want to like do your own thing, right? The hardest thing is like, I got this idea for the story. This is great. And then you're like, but I don't, I, I'm not a character person, so I can't put a character yeah. in it. Like, so I guess I'm going to do this story using no characters somehow. And you have to like come up with something else. This is so many times I've had an idea, but I'm like, yeah, but then I'd have to know how to animate a character. You know? Yeah. I so I just this past week or so I, I I've I've got a client David Lopez he's a YouTuber mm-hmm. he's got like two million subscribers or something like that and we did this I did this video uh, I was animating one of the grunts from Halo right and I'm upset about the 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 final that he turned he like complimented <laughs> yeah. stuff over yeah. it and I'm like come on dude just tell me to do this I would have made it look better anyway. But uh, uh, and I would love to see you perform that with like the green well, like blood spouting out the back. So, and, this was the first time like really going into like character animation or just motion capture stuff. Um, I do have a uh uh Macopi that 
uh, Sony sent me and I was going to try it out for this, but I was like, let me, let me just rig this person in Mixamo first. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I was able to pull a bunch of clips from Mixamo, but I can see like needing something custom yeah. that Mixamo doesn't have. Cause they never update anything ever really quickly, you know, and being able to iterate or yeah. if it's like, instead of using motion clips and having to like, there was at one point where like my character did something and then it turned, but it's like feet shuffle and it yeah. doesn't look great. You know, I can see a situation where it's like, let's just do this real quick. Yeah. I, we had one of my favorite examples is someone I'm, for, I'm blanking on the name now. They did a whole animation of fighting against themselves. So it's like, oh, rad. And they did, they performed one character and then they had the other character dodging it and they synced it perfectly. So they had a wow. fight against themselves. That was really cool. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, if there's any questions uh, for people who are watching live, uh, put them in the chat because we're, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up here. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to go to a quick break. So, so uh, if you don't know, uh, Dryzen's show Frame 1 is now on MoGraph uh, Podcast Network as well. You can get all the info. Uh, I believe it's MoGraph.com slash Frame 1 if you want to check it out. Uh, but they've joined us too, so check this out. Hey, fellow MoGrapher. I'm Dryzen, and I would love to personally invite you to check out Frame 1, a podcast where I sit down with creative leaders within our industry to hear the journey of their startup story how they felt, and of course, uncover tips and tricks that they use to find success in their business. If you've ever considered freelancing, or maybe even starting your own studio, you need to check out Frame One, available on all podcasting platforms, and of course, at frameoneshow.com. Hopefully, some people have taken our poll. I don't know how many people are watching live right now. We can go ahead and, and check and see if any more came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody said no. No came in. Somebody said no. Our first no. Mm. Well, I would say since we started at five to zero, it's about even. So yeah, an even true. amount of people are the feeling pretty... came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see as the week goes on. We're going to track that poll and, and we'll go back to it, you know, and, and see how it's going. I'm telling you, more in 24. More in 24. Yeah, more in 24. More in 24. Mm-hmm. I don't see any other questions coming in. Do we have anything we haven't covered? Brian, is there something on the horizon with Move AI? Yeah. Like tease or anything like that? Or is there something that you're excited about? I'm trying to find uh, something to go along with no cap, low cap. I think that's a cool name for something. (laughs) I can't figure out what we should should use that for. That's something coming up. Um, Yeah, I guess we launched a lot of products last year. Real-time, multi-cam, and Move One. So Mm -hmm. really, right now, it's about continuously making improvements in that. So yeah, my biggest call to action is... Try Move One. It's free yeah. to start with. Only starts at fifteen dollars a month. You'll get your results back in ten minutes, nice. and it's super fun. Turn yourself into a robot. See how it works. Export it, uh, and you know, film a fight or yourself. It's it's a, it's a good time. That's cool. Halo That's animations cool. incoming. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> get that master chief going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Brian, where can f- people find you online if they want to contact you or anything like that? Move.ai will be the center of anything you can find us on social from there um but yeah move.ai website learn more uh and then for me brian boche across socials uh yeah i'm happy to chat if anyone has questions afterward if there's uh if you're listening to this right now and you want to send me a dm i respond to all dms so awesome uh, yeah 
you got a Brian, huge thank you for coming out to yeah. the uh the dat show in london i appreciate that oh yeah i had a great time yeah especially the pints after we did have to walk <laughs> past about 74 of the best pubs in london oh my gosh but Freaking we eventually got to one. I'm like, oh, like, look at that one. Oh, maybe that one. Oh, maybe that one. Nope. What it, gonna, we keep storming through. And what's so ridiculous about it is that, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, we're in London. Yeah, I'm so excited to go to like one of these London pubs that we have in the U.S. or whatever. That like these little London pubs where whatever. And we get there, and it is the most American, yes, like, beer drinking. Oh, have you been to a micro I've ever been if you're from Texas, have you been to a microbrewery? Right? <laughs> they all look like that. Yeah. Yes, they do. That was very funny, but a great time. Good to meet the community there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. A lot your, of fun. Your TikTok is huge, too. I did not realize until this morning. TikTok, how many? yeah. Pretty famous. How many followers? Yeah. At a very small... 350,000 on, on uh, TikTok. I do a lot of photography and videography tutorials. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's kind of how that I did. I've just like you guys had on the on the dat too. I've done I've done the tutorial game. I've done yeah. the uh, no. I I really it's 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 really fulfilling to get like a lot of people just starting photography, just starting videography. Um, to like even just like this is what negative space is. This is how you should compose your shot. Yeah. This is even just what sh- your shutter speed should be. Like just people getting started. It's really cool to see kind of people. Uh, embracing that and going out and doing their thing. So that, I have a lot of respect for what you guys do and what the community does because of that. Because I've been on that tutorial grind. Um, <laughs> it is hard to just keep keep coming up with tutorials and, and learning. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, yeah, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Being in London, do you have a uh, favorite Premier League team? Yep, Spurs fan. Okay. Tottenham, okay. Tottenham Hotspur. All right. I'm a uh, West Ham United guy myself. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think we have to. Uh, they don't like me. I have worn my Spurs, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in in that uh, Queen Elizabeth Park, and uh, yeah, they don't say very nice things. I had to cover it, yeah, because I got a little wow, scared. like smart. I'm American, like, yeah. I, don't I, I'm not because <laughs> San Antonio Spurs advantage of you if you're American. Yes. They'll sell you oh, no. fake tickets, and then you'll get all the way inside and try and scan them, and then be like, oh no, these are fake. You took all my pounds yeah. and all my American money as well. <laughs> I thought this was the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just tell them it's San Antonio, you'll be fine. That won't mess with it too much. Rooster, but like I, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks again. Um, We're going to get out of here. Please uh, check us out on MoGraph.com, of course. Yep. We got MoGraph.com slash TV. Turn it on. Rip the knob off. 24-7 animation channel. You can see this show, which is live on there right now, followed by a bunch Mm -hmm. of other stuff. Uh, I believe if you're watching now, it should automatically flip over, and there's going to be an episode of Frame 1. So awesome. make sure you keep watching. Rip the knob off. Check out our TikTok and our Instagram. There's going to be a lot more short-form content, clips, and things. That's at MoGraph.com, all spelled out. One word. And, uh, again, thanks to Otoy for being our universal sponsor for the MoGraph podcast. And uh, we're going to get out of here, though. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess.
Introducing MoGraph TV from MoGraph.com, a free motion graphics and animation channel streaming your favorite content and favorite artists 24-7. MoGraph TV features motion graphics tutorials, talks, tips, inspiration, and replays of popular live shows. We offer something for all levels of designer, from introductory tutorials to high-level breakdowns and everything in between. That track looks great to me. MoGraph TV features software like Cinema 4D, After Effects, Unreal Engine, what up, what up? third-party plugins, and other 2D and 3D software. We also feature live motion events, short-form clips, crypto art, and even a little photo and video editing. Learn from the people that inspire you most. And stay up to date on all the latest industry news, announcements, and community events. You'll also see exclusive offers only available by watching. With three eight-hour blocks each day, you'll be sure to catch everything, no matter what your time zone. Keep it on as a companion to your workday and learn something new. Meet a friend, watch a demo, catch a classic tutorial, or even find new inspiration. That's a British word? A lot of things are British words. Yes, good luck with all your projects. MoGraph TV, television for the design community, 24-7.